so are you all a Thanksgiving Day Parade type of family? No. Yeah, I've never really you gotten it. Well, I grew up with two older sisters. Which means? I always watched it. Oh, I never okay. chose to, but I always watched it. That was most of my childhood, Lee. I always watched yeah. things I never chose to watch. Dawson's Creek. <laughs> tell you all about that show. Gilmore uh, Girls. Well, yes, in my mind I did. Actually, really like Gilmore Girls. It's one of the greatest shows I've ever written. I can't stand that show. Dude, it's so funny. Oh, Kirk so is funny. one of the greatest side pieces in any... Is is that uh, Sean Gunn? Sean Gunn, yeah. Actually, I have heard that's a good character. Yeah, no, he's fantastic. He, um, hilarious. But okay, the reason why I ask is not because I, I want to watch it, but my interesting thought is if you had a balloon, like who who would your balloon be if you were in charge of this? Well, because when you first asked me the question, I thought, I wonder how excited Thomas got like when there was like a SpongeBob balloon or something like that. I think SpongeBob is still in the show. He's still in the show. Should be. I don't know why it wow. would be. It's one of the <laughs> greatest like, cartoons hey, of all time. Make him, per, make him perennial. Well, I mean, you know who's in there. Is Keep him on the lineup. The greatest little blue healer pup that's ever Aww. walked the earth. <laughs> Bluey. Bluey and Bandit? Just Bluey. Just wow. Bluey. Yeah. Uh, you're asking me who would I want to see as a balloon in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? Yeah. Well, like if you, if you had the controls and you were like, this is one that has to be in there. Mm-hmm. I would have an R2-D2 one. Is there not one? No. I think I assume that anyone who people say there is, there is one. I just assume it. Yeah. I think an R2-D2 one would be really cool. It'd be pretty sick. <laughs> oh, that was really close. <laughs> oh, but look, what if it was Yoshi? <laughs> just a big, just a big Yoge mm. going down the streets of Manhattan. Just a, a pretty little dog with a bow tie on her chest. Yes, girl. You what didn't if have to there be so was? formal. We're just making a podcast. Aww. That's what we say. Because Yoshi's, for those of you... Uh, uh, podcasting is an audio medium, so Yoshi has the markings of a of a bow tie. Yoshi is Lee's dog. Yeah, Yoshi. Every, this is everyone's someone's first episode. <laughs> Yoshi, Yoshi. I'm not talking dog. about the little. The what little is it? A lizard? Green dinosaur? Oh, green dinosaur. That Mario kind and Luigi ride, and then he eats turtles, turtle shells. Eats the turtles, spits back the shells. Dang, that's pretty dark. Never thought of it that way. Wow. Like, <laughs> is th- has there ever been like a Yoshi float, like a Yoshi the dinosaur? Not Yoshi the Doge. Probably at some point. Hey, um, I don't know. Yeah, that. Uh, so, what about you? Did you did you have one in mind? For the yeah. Float? Who? Uh, Besides Bluey. So honestly, that's my, that was my first thought. So I googled it, and there is a Bluey. Nice. Yeah, like, and you can find the dimensions online and stuff, which is funny. <laughs> the the stuff you Google is like it's everything. Like, and here's the problem. <laughs> you know the what I realized? Stuff. You know what I realized over the past few days since Tennessee got obliterated on oh, Saturday. No, Where, the time I would normally go to VolQuest and read something. Yeah, I just am not doing it right now. Yeah. Literally yesterday, I was like, "Where do I put into my phone?" And I typed in <laughs> "interesting facts" and read an article about 125 interesting facts everyone should know. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was crazy. Give, give me something that that sticks out of your mind from that article. Oh man. I need to rethink. There was a couple I read. I was like, oh, I need to always remember that. Mm, that's nice. But like the the country that has the most pyramids in the world. You know what that is? Not what you think. It's like Sudan. Wow. Yeah. It was something. I was like, oh, fascinating. I saw a scatterplot map of uh, where- A peanut's not an actual nut. Read that. Is it a legume? I don't know what it is. Is it a tuber? I think so. A tube. You know what a tuber is? Yeah. 
Okay. Like a potato, right? Yeah, like a potato yeah. or a sweet potato. Yeah, because yeah. potatoes. Because kids are always like, "I ate my vegetables. I ate my potatoes." No, you didn't. You didn't oh, eat vegetables. Lee. That's not a veggie. Oh, <laughs> please tell me you didn't say that to your kids. I said it to somebody else's kid the other day. <laughs> I think it was Andrew Mish. Oh, I think I said it to Andrew Mish. He's like, well, I, oh, we were, cause we were talking about Thanksgiving foods in middle school group. That's what it was. And he was like, the only, he was like, the only vegetable I eat on Thanksgiving is mashed potatoes. I was like, that's not a vegetable guy. Oh, buddy. <laughs> uh, but you know, it was cool. Like we were doing, um, I was asking the middle school kids, like, what is a food that's not traditionally part of Thanksgiving that you wish was part of Thanksgiving? Hmm. And you can guess the kind of stuff that Jack said. My uh, son. Yeah, uh, egg rolls. Egg rolls and gyoza. Okay. The, the little uh, yeah, yeah. pot stickers. Yeah, and except <laughs> when he wrote gyoza, no one could read his writing. Of course not. No one could tell what the word was. So we thought it was gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, gravy's already part of Thanksgiving. Oh, man. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. So, like, here's one that doesn't make sense to me. Okay. Is this an interesting fact? Still? Yeah the the circulatory system is more than sixty thousand miles long. Does not make sense to me. Wow! It says if you you're talking veins, arteries, capillaries were laid out flat, it would stretch more than sixty thousand. That does not make sense to me. If There's not sixty thousand miles of space in my body. If the I don't get it, I don't get I don't like I need someone smarter than me to explain how that makes sense because that's one of those things where I'm like yeah like there's no but the veins are so like the. The, the 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 neural pathways are so microscopically small that how does that make sense that your body can make room for sixty thousand miles of them the okay there's enough gold inside Earth to coat the entire planet there's there's no way that's true how do people know these things uh Wally Amos the guy who made famous Amos cookies yeah is he also was the one who discovered Simon and Garfunkel Diana Ross, Sam Cooke, and Marvin Gaye. But, uh, like... And here's, here's my thing with Famous Amos Cookies. They're okay. Yeah, but, like, if you... Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we should attach... It's like, I don't know if we should make such a huge deal about the Famous Amos Cookie. Lemons float, limes sink. <laughs> We're just in a scroll hole of interesting facts. Well, this right is now. just, like, this is because my football team... <laughs> lost got obliterated in your words yeah welcome to ancient and new folks it's thanksgiving week as you're as this show is being released you might be um looking for a little escape you want to read one more armadillo shells are bulletproof so like and here's a here's an environmental fact that you don't know armadillos have slowly made their way to tennessee like impressive if you if you were driving to crossville right now you would pass six dead on the side of the road if you were driving through South Carolina, you would see dozens. They are on their way to the Smokies, and they are going to tear it up. So I'm wow. like, why aren't we making armor out of armadillo shells? Well, apparently, we we can't. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever said, and the most like <laughs> East Tennessee thing that's ever come out of my mouth. And I bet my accent changed when I said it. <laughs> why aren't we making armor out of armadillo shells? <laughs> The problem is we can't control the population in normal hunting ways because their shells are... <laughs> we can't <laughs> shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Welcome to Ancient and New. This is a, this is a podcast where we're going to talk about the scriptures. As I, as I was trying to say, this episode drops on Thanksgiving Day, which means oh, yeah. if you're at one of those Thanksgiving gatherings where it's a little awkward and you know the conversation unwillingly slipped into politics and people are being unkind or just weird, then you know throw your headphones in and make your way into the kitchen and do some dishes. Nobody bothers the person who does the dishes. That's right. Amen. So if you're doing dishes right now on uh, Thanksgiving Day to the sounds, to the dulcet tones of our podcast, welcome. Thank you. Do you have a scripture that you'd like to share with us on this Thanksgiving Day, Thomas? I do. Can I read one more first? Yeah. This one, I just don't, there's no way to prove it. Yes, go. The longest English word. Yeah. 189,819 letters long. That's not true. You can Google it. And it like, I just don't, but like how do, how do, where, how's it, where's it written? It doesn't make sense that a word has that many letters. No, it was literally some scientist or someone in the world. It was just like, you know what? I thought it was going to be supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. That one is like third or something. It's pretty good. The longest one in the Oxford Dictionary is 45 letters. Okay. Anyways, Isaiah 31. That's where we're going to be. Isaiah 31. Let's do this. Um, I've been... If you've listened to the show over the past month or so, you've probably put together that I've been reading through the book of Isaiah. We've been going on a journey with you. Mm-hmm. Um... And I, okay, so I was going to read the first half of this, but I realized okay. it's eerily similar to what I did a few. It's eerie. What now? It's, it's like, it's eerie. That makes it sound like it's like, ooh, creepy and scary. Wasn't that what I was saying? Yeah. I just think it's a funny, like the idea that you're like freaked out by how similar these two passages are. Oh, <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> so where are you going to read? I think I'm going to do verse four just because I realized it would have been, I would have been making the same. Okay. You would have been marks. You'd been landing a different plane on the same runway. Yeah. Yes. 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 I, the, the tarmac would have looked eerily similar. We're back to eerie. I, why? Why is it weird of me to say that? It's a normal, it's a normal human saying Verse four, Lake Erie. Were you were you trying to word sneak the word Erie in this week? What? You're the one who said eerily. Yeah, I don't know if you're trying to get me to say it. I didn't sneak anything. Oh, I wasn't trying to sneak anything in right there. Okay, but who knows if it's already been snuck or if it hasn't been snuck yet? That's a good question. Okay, Uh, I'm gonna start verse four, and just to be honest, uh, I I remember. When I read this a few days ago, I really loved it, and I had a lot that I wrote down about it. I don't exactly remember what it was, so I'm excited to see if I recall it. Let's go. I'm sorry. (laughs) Anyways, all right, here we go. Uh, This is what the Lord says to me. As a lion growls, a great lion over its prey, and though a whole band of shepherds is called together against it, it is not frightened by their shouts or disturbed by their clamor. So the Lord Almighty will come down to do battle on Mount Zion and on its heights, like birds hovering overhead. The Lord Almighty will shield Jerusalem. He will shield it and deliver it. He will pass over it and rescue it. Um, I want to stop there 
Well, actually, I want to keep going. Return, you Israelites, to the one you have so greatly revolted against. For in that day, every one of you will reject the idols of silver and gold your sinful hands have made. Okay. I want to stop there, actually. Um, I just, first of all, I loved that. I love that Passover was snuck in there and mm. put in quotes, which was, or what's the little, the single quote instead of the double quote? What's that called? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Well, anyways, it felt important that it was snuck in there, but I mostly was yeah. just... Um, and I remember it now that I'm reading this again, I was encouraged at the idea of, um, and I know this is speaking specifically about the Lord's relationship with the Israelites and with Jerusalem and honestly just their, um, their total running amok for such a long time. Yeah. And it's Isaiah. It's the Lord through Isaiah encouraging them to, to leave behind the things that they have been chasing after and going for, for a while. And the, the first half of this that I didn't read was talking about their, um, just like their trust in the Egyptians and how they were kind of longing to go back there and what they had to offer. And Isaiah was like, listen, they're just humans. They're not God. Don't look at them that way. Yeah, sure. They had whatever for a little bit, but it's not, it's like the promise has most of the pyramids in the world. No, Sudan does. Uh, but like the things you're thinking about and looking for in them, you're not going to find it there. The only place you're going to find it is God. And I just loved the, like still though they have been so ravenous and disastrous and have looked everywhere else in the world. The Lord is like, like birds hovering overhead. The Lord almighty will shield Jerusalem. He will shield and deliver it. He will pass over it and rescue it, which I just thought was so, it's just such a, tender reminder of who the Lord is. Yeah. And for anyone out there who was like, I don't know, maybe, maybe you're listening to this episode today and maybe you're somebody who is like, I heard about this from somebody and I don't really know where I stand spiritually right now. I don't, I don't know if I'm one foot in one foot out about this. Maybe you're someone who has gone through a season of like, I I'm, I'm out on this whole Christian Christianity thing. I'm out on church. I'm out on whatever I'm out on wherever you find yourself in this conversation I'm describing. And maybe you're, you're like, you haven't said exactly what it is, but I know where you're pointing at. Um, there's a, there's a really cool place in scriptures that says, if you return to me, I'm going to return to you. Where is that at? Is it in uh, Micah chapter three, Micah chapter three. And I keep thinking about that. And I think about how the Israelites for, so long we're just like like right now jude our almost one-year-old baby he's so obvious about what he likes to eat and what he doesn't like to eat Mm. if he wants it he does two things well he does three things he'll say ma which means more he'll in a relaxed state put his hands up like at ear level and just kind of twitch them and spin them and he'll just drop his jaw it's just so obvious put it in put this in my mouth (laughs) Or he'll grab it and put it in his mouth himself. If he doesn't want it, he stares hard at you, and the closer you get with the spoon, he as fast as like a viper strikes will smack it out of your hand, and it goes flying. And it's like, that's exactly like, it's so clear this is not what you want to eat. Yeah. Like this morning, it was like five bites of a scrambled egg, and by the sixth bite, he was just like, pow. And the moment I brought him some yogurt, he was just, and just like his dad doesn't like the eggs. Yeah, no, he doesn't like the eggs. And like, 
the Israelites were just like, I'm going to smack this food out of yeah. my hand over and over again. Hey, God, like, thanks, whatever. No, I don't want that. I don't like that. It's not good enough. I don't want right. I'm, We're going to do this our own way. And he, and here it is talking about how return you Israelites, the one you have so greatly revolted against for that the day, every one of you will reject the idols of silver and gold. You have your sinful hands and made right after saying like the Lord's going to shield Jerusalem. And he will pass over and rescue it, mm. which I just think is so sweet. That's so cool. The thing that jumped out to me in this, it was the, the, the bit about, um, like birds hovering overhead, the Lord almighty will shield Jerusalem. So, um, for those of you who don't know my, my wife's dad built an airplane. Like he built his own plane. It's a, it's a little Cessna, um, airplane a prop plane. And, <clears throat> And he like painted it himself and everything. Like he's he, like, he, he Bill's like infinitely mysterious to me. Yeah. Like he built, he built a, most like recently a, built a car as well. He's like Chuck Norris. You're yeah. just like, what are we going to get from you? Yeah, exactly. So, so built he built a car, built an airplane. Yeah. He, when he was ran a business in China. Yeah. In China, he built a catamaran and, um, and, uh, which is like a, it's like a, a double hulled, um, like pontoon sailboat. Um, anyway, all that to say, he built an airplane. It's it's in a hangar here in Knoxville, um, and every now and then he like flies it. And when you're hanging around Oak Ridge, there's an air, there's a small airport in a little town beside us called Oliver Springs. And then obviously there's McGee Tyson. So like there's and there's um, you know there's all kinds of military stuff that's obviously happening at the National Lab quite a bit. So there's helicopters in the air above us. There's planes in the air above us. Every now and then there'll be like a little Cessna private plane overhead. And Christy, whenever she hears that, she's like, looks up and she's like, I wonder if it's my dad. And because like, sometimes he actually does like fly over our neighborhood neighborhood and like flies over our house. He's like, Hey, I flew over you guys house today. It was a clear day. Did you guys, were you guys around? And there's just this thing of like, Hey, I wonder if that's my dad flying overhead. Um, that's the first thing I thought of when I read this for the Israelites, the comfort of like, um, like, I'm down here on the ground in the midst of all my problems and then soaring overhead. The Lord is like, he's able to see it all. Mm. There's nothing, nothing is going to take him by surprise. Um, nobody's going to like come in through a back door or trap door or like, you know, nobody's going to wreck my life in some way that he didn't see coming because like, like a hawk or like a condor or something like the Lord has this like watching eye, like way up in the thermals up above. (laughs) I did see a thing this week where like people with gliders, like they train, um, uh, birds to take these people in gliders, like to show them the way up to the thermals. What is the thermals? Thermals is like a, it's like, it's almost like a current in the air. Like birds, there are certain birds that like they get into this, they call it the thermals. They get into this current basically, and they don't even have to flap their wings for mm. like hundreds of miles. They just ride it, and wow, super super cool. Anyway, so they recently know that as a birder. Well, I'm sure that you have you have birded your way to the top. <laughs> you, like I've pictured you. On, I'm picturing you on like a bowflex of birding knowledge, just like. And here you are, back to Chuck Norris. Just, just like, my birding biceps. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just this guy's birding delts have so much definition. Oh, yeah, I liked that. I liked that in that passage you shared. 
Oh, thanks, buddy. Um, can I take us to Mark chapter 13? Proceed. I feel you've been probably reading through Mark. I have been. Ha, huh. so have I. Ha. Huh. But, like, look, we're on chapter 13. I'm almost done with it. Um, oh, sad day, man. Mark's the... It is. I don't want to say that Mark's the goat. I do like Mark, though, a lot. Um, <clears throat> it's about your sixth favorite book, I think. The... <laughs> I love that you have a ranking. Hebrews. You've got like a... <laughs> Probably a Philippian second, maybe. Oh, my word. Um, okay, so towards the end of the book, Jesus has told his disciples that he's going to go to the cross. He's told them that he's going to rise from the dead. He's telling them that everything's coming down to an end. And in Mark chapter 13, like um, they were in Jerusalem. It's getting close to the end, and the disciples were like... Oh Jesus! Like, look at this! Look at these amazing buildings and these amazing towers and stuff, and look at the incredible stones and all the art that's gone into the temple. And Jesus is like, "You see this? Like, all this is going to get thrown down. Like, don't put your hope in this. Like, mm-hmm. as beautiful as it as it is, as cool as it is, like, don't put your hope in this stuff that that people have built." Then he starts talking about the end of the world, and he says this. I'm going to read from. Um, Verse 23, so be on your guard. I have told you everything in advance. But in those days, following that distress, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, people will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. Okay. Uh, I wanted to share this scripture for a couple of reasons, then I'd love to see like what grabbed your attention or what you got out of it. But um, number one, on Thanksgiving Day, I just wanted to remind everybody like this world is going to come to an end. The sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. Mm-hmm. The sky, the stars are going to fall from their places. And then Jesus Christ is going to come back and take us all home. We're going to get mm. called from the four winds and we're leaving this awful broken place forever. And on Thanksgiving day, I think it's not only good to remember, Hey, this world is temporary. Jesus is coming back and what he has in store for us. We, our hearts and minds can't even imagine. It's never even, we've never even conceptualized anything that's like it. Mm. It's just going to be so, so amazing and cool. Wow. So on Thanksgiving day, Jesus is coming back. Let's be thankful for that. Especially for those of you who may have some struggle, distress, and some sadness in the complicated mess of what Thanksgiving can sometimes be for people. Um, the second thing that I, the second reason that I wanted to, to bring this out is because of one very specific thing that Jesus says in here. <clears throat> he says, at that time, people will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Okay, the reason that was so cool to me is that we are about to start remembering and celebrating Advent. Mm. We're going to remember how Jesus came into this world the first time. Yeah. It was not in clouds. It was not in power. It was not in glory. He was laid in a manger, um, which was a food trough. Like, think about, this is so weird, but like, and it's going to feel irreverent, but like it's the closest thing that most of us have day in and day out. Your dog's dog food bowl. Mm-hmm. And that's where you laid your baby. Like the son of God, almighty God as a human being. And like he's born 
in the dirt of a of like a a shed, a garage, and then laid in a dog bowl. Mm. And that's where he spent his first night and wrapped up with some random cloths that were lying around in weakness and vulnerability and then lived a life of weakness and vulnerability and humility. And as we remember that, as we go into Advent and as we praise him and like, wow, Lord Jesus, like you made the world, you invented thermodynamics and like you know the name of every single star billions upon billions upon hundreds of billions that we can't even we don't even know about Mm. all that stuff and yet you were laid in like a dog bowl Mm. like in humility and and dishonor okay as touching and amazing as that is when he comes next time y'all it's in clouds in power and mm-hmm. glory. It is there is no messing around. Yeah. There is no question. There will be no there will be no like, what do you think about Jesus? How do you feel about him? That those questions will be over. That question when Jesus said, What do people say about me? Well, some say this, some say that. Well, what do you say? There will not be those questions. The Son of God will be in glory and power coming on the clouds, and everybody will be like, everybody will either be like, Yes, or they will be like, Oh my gosh. Mm. Like in the words of the show Arrested Development, I've made a huge mistake. Job. Job Luth. Gob. <laughs> yes, exactly. But so that's it. It's like it just that as we celebrate Advent, we remember how he came in humility mm-hmm. and vulnerability. It's not gonna be that way next right. time. Yeah, I, I think all that's just stellar. I love um verse twenty three says, So be on your guard. I've told you everything ahead of time. Mm. Um, I think that's something I want to be more aware of moving forward. Just knowing that, like, he's he's told us the stuff, and like, it, there there's that uh, that Maverick City song. It's the, if you said it, we believe it. And I I want to like remember historically speaking, when the Lord has said that He's going to do something, He does it. And there's just evidence of it throughout this book that we're reading for time and time again, where he, his predictions and his prophecies have come true. And I like, it fires me up yeah. because what he's saying right there, it's like, Hey, I said it, it's going to happen. And I can't wait for it. One of my favorite things, our friend, Alex Billings, is something, I don't, I don't know if she listens to our show or not, but she, um, she goes to our church and she leads young life with us and, um, is just, so helpful in our community and but she yes. very often will just say he's coming back today yeah and it she says it with so much surety and i like lately it's gotten me to a place where i'm just like i'm so thankful that you're saying that yeah and i'm so happy because i know she prays for it every day yeah and I, i'm just like wait it could be I don't like, and I, yeah. I think it would be really easy for people to hear that and like, just be like, Oh, cool. I'm glad that you're, and I'm like, no, no, no guys. It could be. What if he did? What if he did? That's not something that's like, yeah. <laughs> it's not something that's like some like, uh, fiction movie that we really like that's coming out in the future. It's like, no, no, no. Like that's going to happen one day. And he won't be a baby in the straw and he won't be a baby in the straw. And he's going to somehow read it. Like, I can't even wrap my mind around it. It's going to be so cool. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, we were we were uh, cleaning up 
after the Young Life Turkey Bowling event last night. And for those of you who are like, what's Young Life Turkey Bowling? Well, we literally invited exactly a bunch of high school kids like. <laughs> to, <laughs> to bowl turkeys. Frozen birds, yeah. Frozen birds into... We uh, drilled holes out of Joe... <laughs> Drilled holes out of the drill. It's so, just like a bowling ball. Needless to say, there was some significant mopping happening at um, of the floor after everybody left. I woke up so anxious this morning that I cleaned the floor of my house. <laughs> but um, a random car like was pulling through the driveway, and it was pretty late at night. And she, and she and Alex was there and, and cleaning as well. And she, and she was on, on one of those tears when she was saying like he's coming back, you know. And then this car rolled through, and she goes, "What if that was him?" And I was like in that Toyota Camry? And she was like, why not? And I was yeah. like, well, no, he's not coming in a Toyota Camry in Oak Ridge, yeah. Tennessee. Well, I love it because it, uh, I could be wrong about this and I hope she corrects me if I am, but I feel like it's a response to like, um, things are hard right now. Right. Jesus is going to come back. Yeah. They won't always be. They won't always be hard. Yeah. And that's what I, that's the part I just want to like stick in my pocket and say, yeah. Um, today when something gets hard jesus is coming back yeah not to not to say to myself like this doesn't matter it's unimportant but also to say like it's gonna be over soon yeah it's there's coming a day where this won't be a thing anymore where certain things we feel and go through aren't gonna be a thing anymore yes which i love it's a good practice that she's unknowingly given me i like that um if if you guys were going to go to a restaurant for Thanksgiving instead of having Thanksgiving meal, where would you, where would you go? That's a great question. It, for, while Thomas is thinking about that, for those of you who don't hang out with Thomas every day, <laughs> the thing you need to know about Thomas is him choosing a restaurant is absolutely ridiculous. He can I tell you? Can I tell you the worst case scenario happened on Sunday? Yes. Uh, we were going out to eat with our some of our best friends, Jeff and Erica Mason. And Erica came up the stairs and found me and she said, Hey, Maddie wants to know if we want to go eat together. And I was like, of course. And she said, okay, well she, she told us to choose. So Erica and I just looked at each other and we're like, <laughs> cause Erica what? can't choose. Either. No, we're both just like, are you, Oh, um, where do you want to go? Oh, well, where do you want to go? Oh, I don't, I don't care. What about you? How do you feel about it? Okay. Well, um, that's just what happens when it's, here's the worst case scenario is, is, me, you, Rob Logan, and Sam Fox are all going to lunch. <laughs> Where are we going? Go. Well, never we go. never go. <laughs> never go. We're all all four of us Enneagram nines, all terrible at making. I have a pack decisions. of gum. That's following up with. So okay, I, I told- know my answer by the way. <laughs> oh, where? Well, so this is. I have like, and then I've got a thing I want to go back. I have like a. If you if you know me, every meal is my favorite meal of all time. Oh yeah, but also at the same time, there are some that are like, oh, that was mm-hmm. the best meal I've ever had. Uh, one of them was in Napa Valley with my friends Travis and Justin. One of them, two of them, were in Barcelona with you. Yeah. Um, and I have some with Maddie that are like just overall experience plus food. Like, but the one I'm thinking, there's this, there's a tapas place in Asheville. Yeah. Called Zambra. And if you don't even think about Asheville, Asheville is a really cool town in North Carolina. Is it, is it Spanish tapas? Like, is it like? Yeah, but some of, but also not. Like at the same time, it's sometimes like, you see like, like there'll be like an Asian fusion place that like, well, Asian it's fusion more like tapas. It's more like we, you know, like Appalachian a little bit. It was so cool. Wow. Like it was so good, dude. It was so good. So good. So good. So good. But uh, Asheville is really cool because like per capita, there's so many restaurants in the city yeah. that they all have to be good to survive. 
Mm. Like you, you don't find a bad meal in Asheville because it's like in the downtown area they have, it's like you, you just can't make it as a restaurant unless you're a certain quality. So like, yeah, we, we were trying to go to this one tapas place that everyone recommended and it was booked for like two hours and it was pouring rain and we just found this. We were like, let's go here. It sounds similar. And we were like, oh my gosh, it's the best meal we've ever had. And now we're going to go back to Asheville in a, a few weeks just to hang out with the two of us. And that's where it would be? I think so, just because it- What's it called? Cinema. Zambra. Zambra. That's awesome. Oh, that's so good. Um, so the, I was, t- <laughs> I don't know where I would go for Thanksgiving, but um, but although I did make a banging like stir fry last night. Dude, I never and- get invited to the stir fry. <laughs> what? Oh, sorry, Yoshi. I just, ah! But the funniest, I always hear about how banging it is, and then your boy. Well, so sometimes I get leftovers. It like, it's not a very elevated stir fry. It's just it's just yummy, and um and I'm easy to please with the stir fry. And Jack said, Jack was like, um, he was like, dude, this is like uh this is like the the Sarku place in the mall. I was like, what? He was dude, like the Hibachi praise. place. That's in high the praise. Mall. We like, all know that's high praise. <laughs> Everyone listening who has a Sarku near them in yeah. their local mall, yeah. Knows that's high praise. Okay, so um, it was good. It was it was banging stir fry. But um, the thing I was going to tell you was, that, and I told Christy Fox this, that Nora, my sixteen year old daughter, who's also like just terrible at making decisions, just feels just feels the weight of all the anxiety. Like, no, no, no you choose. I don't really care. Yeah. She found this app. It's called Tiny Decisions. Oh. And it has like four different games, where you like if you're struggling to make a decision, you just play this game. There's like wow. a one is a coin flip. So it's like, oh, we, hey, do you want to, do you want to, um, do you want to go for a hike or do you want to go for a run? It's like, well, I don't know, I don't really care. It's like, well, let's just flip a coin. You can flip a coin right yeah. there and you assign a value. But one is like a wheel with a bunch of different kinds of food, mm. and then so you just like, it's like Thai mm. food, pizza, um, pasta, sushi, all yes, that kind of stuff, oh. and you just hit the thing and it just it spins and makes the decision for you one of them is a blank screen and however many people there are they they just put their each individual person holds their finger on the screen and it goes through and chooses one person that is amazing it's great it's called tiny decisions but it's great for the enneagram nine in your life oh man it's a free app well dude listen what's that that hormone that goes off when you feel something good serotonin i just like you describing that app gave me serotonin yeah. i was just like oh. yeah you need to download tiny decisions felt positive for, for the enneagram nine in your life today's episode has been brought to you by <laughs> the enneagram nines in your life who can't make a decision if you don't have any you do if you listen to the show because <laughs> myself and mr younger <laughs> that's exactly right happy thanksgiving everybody we love you we're grateful for your feedback mm-hmm. and we'll see you on the flip side but when we'll be firmly established in the season of advent will we do advent episodes who knows uh, we'll see what happens probably we always promise rarely deliver i'm lee i'm thomas <laughs> this has been ancient and new are you hungry and naked and poor distressed and tormented forlorn Christ is a suitable store For all that unto him come He's bread and he's water and wine The treasure you're longing to find Cease your own efforts in flight To Christ the fountain of hope
He calls in his own, know his voice In Christ there is an ending joy For all that unto him